Okay, everybody, welcome back to an emergency episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. A somber day across the uh, Chiefs kingdom, so we figured we had to uh, bring light to the news, as everybody in this business is doing today. Uh, breaking news from this morning, actually, Tyree Kill was traded to the Miami Dolphins and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs received a 2022 first round pick, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick, plus two, uh, excuse me, two picks, a fourth and a sixth in the 2023 draft. Um, a very interesting move by uh, the Chiefs, uh, one that came out of absolute nowhere. Uh, I went to work this morning and the last thing I thought of was Tyreek Hill being traded. Um, I think that was the reaction that a lot of people had, uh, just seeing things on social media. But when you, when my initial reaction is a lot different than where I sit at today. Um, it went from some real anger to some, some sadness to now where I'm at this understanding of the business aspect, but the hardest part for me, um, has just been the social aspect of losing a guy like Tyree Kill, a guy that's done so much for the Chiefs, um, been an integral part of a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, we'll always have that. Um, made some of the most electric plays. One of my favorite Tyree Kill moments is, I think I want to say 2017, we're playing Oakland at the time on a Thursday night, cold night in Kansas City, and he took that punt back against uh, – Oh, what was that uh, punter's name that he was a turd? Um, Marquette King. Yes, Marquette. Marquette King, thank you. And and uh, just unbelievable moments with that guy. And um, with that, love to welcome on both of the Chiefs correspondents for the Figure It Out podcast, Johnny Rowe and Blaine Wheeler. Johnny, I'm going to start with you. Just kind of give me the same little overview of your day, uh, the the set, whatever you felt today uh, via the trade. It's good to be here with you guys. Um, I wish it was under different circumstances. Uh, this is a tough, a tough kind of a gut punch, I think, as Chiefs fans. Um, not something that we expected to happen and something that happened really quickly. I mean, this all unfolded within about a span of an hour or two. And I don't know about you guys, but I was glued to Twitter, constantly refreshing the entire morning, got zero work done, uh, and rightfully so. So it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, I would call it. Uh, at first, uh, I was irrationally upset. How could the Chiefs do this? And we'll get into this more as we go along. But as the day has gone on, and I've had time to digest this, um, while it's still tough, I think that the Chiefs really were truly at an impasse with Tyreek Hill. Um, sounds like the team did offer him generational wealth, uh, generational money, but it does seem like Tyreek was pretty set on being the highest paid receiver um, in all of football. And not just that, he's making quarterback level money um, with the Miami Dolphins now with a contract that's essentially all guaranteed. I think after 2023, uh, the season there, it, it's all guaranteed. So Tyreek gets what he wants. Um, the Chiefs obviously want Tyreek on the team. I mean, they're not stupid. Tyreek's an amazing player has had six years of unbelievable football in Kansas City. And uh, now that time uh, is no longer here. And so what the Chiefs have to do and what we as fans have to buy in on, which is tough, um, is that the Chiefs now have 12 picks coming up in this next draft, with the majority being in the first four rounds. And um, going forward, 
And the Chiefs have the most cap space in the league as of right now with with Tyreek moving. So the Chiefs, we have as fans, we have to buy into the direction of the team uh, being without Tyreek Hill and being uncertain. But certainly the Chiefs are a worse football team today without Tyreek Hill. What do you guys think? Lido? Chiefs are, yeah, I mean, they're definitely worse and it sucks. Like it, it's one of those things where it just sucks. You got to understand the business side and the fandom side are just two things that are miserable to separate. Like I was driving, just banging on my steering wheel, bang, bang. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do about it. You got to get yeah. over it and see the bright side of it. That's been the maturation of the day for me. Like I remember if you were talking to Johnny Rowe about your day, Chandler about your day, 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm sitting in the office in Kansas City, so I'm surrounded by Kansas City Chiefs fans, and some guy stands up and is like, Tyreek Hill's about to get traded. Everyone turns around like, shocked. Like, every, yeah. three or four other people stand up, including myself. An hour later, it happens, and the mood is like the Bills scoring the last touchdown in Arrowhead was the mood in our office. Like, it was deflated. Mm-hmm. And then we all started talking, chattering, talking more and more. Like, I'm starting to understand why and realize why, but – Tyreek Hill is one of the greatest players in Kansas City Chiefs history, and it, it is what it is. So. Yeah, um, and it's going to be really weird seeing him in, in different colors. Um, just so we had the contract right, Johnny, you nailed it on the head. Uh, Dolphins are giving Hill a four-year, $120 million extension, including $72.2 million guaranteed, and also including $52.53 million just to sign a piece of paper. Um, I think that just goes to show you what people think of this guy. Um, Really, the Dolphins did anything and everything they possibly could to get him. Um, And that really does say a lot about the player. Um, I I guess we'll start with looking at it from a business side because uh, it's just I I don't know the direction the Chiefs are going with all these draft picks. And, uh, Johnny, you had a great tweet today. Um, you were like, oh, what did you say, dude? Uh, I forgot what you said, but it really got my, it really got my attention because basically in summation, it was like, what, what I wish we could, oh, that's what it was. I know what it is now. It was like Johnny tweeted, he goes, I really wish we could know what the plan is because now we're going to sit around and we're going to speculate and, uh, Johnny take it from there. Fired off a lot of tweets today. It was like, an, like I said, an emotional roller coaster. It went, it ranged from like, why the fuck did the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill to like, fuck Tyreek Hill. He doesn't want to play on the Chiefs. Let's move on. Go Chiefs, LFG. So like, yeah. I just, uh, I, one of the most frustrating things about, um, and Blaine hit the nail on the head. Like, it's hard to separate fandom from the business side of things because irrationally, uh, you, you become attached to players, um, but rationally the three of us and Chiefs fans, uh, we we cheer for laundry, right? Like we cheer for the, the, the football team in Kansas City. And that's where the fandom part comes in. It's hard to just separate because like you like these guys, right? Like we like Tyreek Hill. Um, the Chiefs obviously stuck by his side for a long time. He battled a lot of off-field issues. The Chiefs didn't ha- didn't cut him. They stu- stood by his side. Hell, in the draft, the guy fell to the fifth round because of off-the-field issues, and the Chiefs were the ones that gave him a chance from the beginning. So um, we've seen Tyreek grow up. We've seen Tyreek potentially go from out of the league and losing custody of his children to having full custody of his children and now being the highest-paid wide receiver in the entire league. And so it is a gut, a gut punch to see Tyreek Hill leave. But uh, back to the, the tweet thing, it's, as fans, 
we are just supposed to be fiscally invested in this team by buying tickets and jerseys. We're emotionally uh, invested by watching the team and living and dying on every single snap. And we have no control. You have no control as a fan, right? So yeah, the Chiefs have a bunch of draft picks and Tyree Kill is no longer on the team and they have money to spend. And they obviously have a plan, but as fans, we're not woke to this plan. So we just have to sit here. The Chiefs do not play a football game for six months. So of course uh, people are mad about Tyree Kill getting traded. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Blaine, what... I think this is kind of a heavy question I'm going to ask you, but what is, what is your initial thinking on the direction that this team takes? Like there's obvious holes on both sides of the ball. Now, what do you value more? What do you see us doing? Maybe give me like a long answer here. It's, I don't have a good analogy. Like I want to be on my Colin Cowherd and say, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend, you know, you're not supposed to be with (laughs) and before it hurts for too long, because at some point the chiefs is like, the Chiefs' salary cap issues and things were going to go on. You know, we got lucky getting a guy like Jones, Kelsey, Hill. I mean, somebody had to go for us to be yeah. able to sustain Patrick Mahomes' legacy and for to sustain being the Kansas City Chiefs that we know. And after last year, it sucks that the AFC Championship run came to an end while how, how it did, why it did, et cetera, or else I believe that today is a different day if we win the Super Bowl last year. But it didn't. And I think this was a time where we're looking at our books and you say, you know, one thing's got to pull. This is one thing we think we can pull and save a crap ton of money and restructure our franchise to be successful in the future. And it just, it pulled the plug and it hurts, but you know, it, maybe it's for the better. So a loaded question. I even forgot what you asked by now. But no, you're, you're fine. Just, um, and, you know, and, and, <laughs> It's a right. I don't know. It, it just is. It had to happen at some point. Might as well do it now, I guess. So. Go ahead, Johnny. So, like, I think we are now realizing that all the people on Twitter, and I'm, I've been guilty of this, like, nobody understands the cap, right? But people yeah. are all saying, like, the cap is fake. Teams can do whatever they want. The cap is fake. The cap obviously isn't fake. The Chiefs know how good Tyreek Hill is. The Packers know how good Devontae Adams is. These guys get paid a ton of money, and it really doesn't work. You know, the Chiefs have other players that they want to lock up. I think Orlando Brown had a really good season last year. Certainly left tackle is a prime position protecting the backside, the blind side of Patrick Mahomes. And so, like, there are, like Blaine said, like, there are just some tough decisions that you have to make. And so with Tyree Kill over the next two or three years on this team, yeah, I mean, your team's really good. And you'd think that over the next two, three years, like, boom, like that's your big, win- your, your window to get to the Super Bowl. It feels like what the Chiefs are realizing is by trading Tyree Kill, saving that money, getting a whole bunch of draft picks, and draft compensation that you really only see uh, like when quarterbacks are traded. Tyree, the Chiefs got five picks for Tyree Kill. Devontae Adams, I believe, only came for two picks. And so, like, they're getting a ton of picks for this guy, and it looks like the organizational's philosophy and direction is that as long as we got Mahomes and as long as we got Reed, we need to retool this team to be young and ready to go for the next decade. You know, people always compare teams to the Patriots, and I'm not – the Patriots are an anomaly. I mean, their Super Bowl window was like 20 years. But what was the constant the entire time? Brady and Belichick. And, like, 
so many good players came and went on that team. People always questioned Belichick, but they were always there because of those two guys. It's not an identical situation, but the Chiefs obviously believe that as long as they've got Mahomes and Reed, they're going to be in a prime position to get to the Super Bowl. And Ch- Chandler, I want to ask you too, and let you kind of go on a rant, is mm-hmm. with this, where is the Chiefs' thought process? I think it's what you were trying to ask me, but without with going after uh, leaving Hill, I mean, are they going to focus more on, per se, the safety cornerback position, shoring up some of the more defensive problems that we've had for the last 10 years? And allowing Mahomes, like, what do you think the the mindset is back there? Uh, well, you know, I I think the mindset has been, and this might be kind of a chalk answer, but dude, it's insanely confusing right now because you would think that having signed Justin Reed, that we were trying to sure up the back end, and then you would have said whenever we signed Juju Smith Schuster, which is I believe was a great signing but then you get rid of Hill. So I don't know what they're trying to do. They're going to have to replace huge holes on in our wide receiver room now because, okay, what, and another thing that makes our philosophy confusing is we sign guys like Josh Gordon and, and Corey Coleman, a guy who's been out of the league for a year, and he's gonna, those two guys are going to fill a hole that Tyree Kill is voiding. Um, I, I think that the most obvious answer here is the Chiefs have to go wide receiver heavy in the draft. Not necessarily super heavy, but I guarantee you they take a guy at the 29th pick wide receiver. They just have to. I don't care who's there. Um, I hope none. This is a complete speculation. Um, and I and Johnny and I talked about this earlier today. Jamison Williams from Bama, but you're you're drafting a guy at 29 who just is coming off ACL surgery. So that's a huge risk in itself. Um, and, and the Chiefs currently don't have a great history with picking skill position in the late rounds, i.e. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who has not led up to that potential yet. So I, I don't know. I think, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs desperately need another linebacker. I think the Chiefs desperately need somebody to get to, to another safety, quite honestly. Get Daniel Sorensen out of the organization. I am so sick of him being there. It does not make any sense. Um, so there's there's several positions, and I haven't even mentioned the most demanding position on our team right now, and that's an edge rusher. Yeah. We re-signed Frank Clark, but, like, why? And, and, and a lot of guys are going to take off the board. Defensive ends are coming into this, to our division and to the AFC – and, and the Chiefs either are missing the point or they just are missing on these players. So I don't know. Um, and, and to go back to their history in the draft, they're not great at drafting defensive ends. They, I believe they drafted Tamba. That was a great draft. But Tino now, like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like recent history, like – I love Veach. I, I guess I'm going to trust it, but I have been – me and Johnny have talked about it. I've been pissed about what they've done in the draft recently. None of their, none of their picks really seem to have really panned out, but a few. So, I don't know. Anybody got anything on that? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I think I've been really unsettled. We had a podcast earlier uh, in the season, Chandler, where – like I lost my mind about Brett Beach. I was like calling for his head on a spike 
And now that I've, I think about it more, um, it's a what have you done for me lately league. Okay, Brett Veach was a young GM and his first couple of drafts and free agent periods were really a disaster. I mean, um, trading up and your, your very first pick in your first draft, you trade up for Breland Speaks, who I believe is like out of the league. And so, um, you know, and he signed Anthony Hitchens as well as one of his first moves. So, but what has he done lately? I think he's done a lot of good lately. Um, the Tyron Matthew deal was essential for this team. I know that there's mixed feelings on him, of course, right now, but uh, bringing him in with Frank Clark in that first year, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, okay? I mean, that's the ultimate goal. They did get one. Now, Frank Clark has been a huge disappointment, but in that 2019 playoff run, he was really good in that 2019 playoff run. That's not worth the contract that they gave him, but they did win a Super Bowl with that. Okay, look at some subsequent drafts after that, okay? Um, especially this most recent one. The Chiefs got three really good players in this last draft uh, without any of them being a first-round pick. Creed, Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, and Trey Smith are really good players for this team. The draft before that, um, Willie Gay Jr., I think, is an amazing player. Like, I really think he is the center of that uh, linebacking core. And paired with Nick Bolton, that's two young guys. And going forward, they're going to definitely build around those guys. Now, they have no linebackers after those two. Like, they got to do better there. Um, but if you just base this off of the most recent uh, track record, it looks like Brett Veach is getting better. Like, it looks like he's getting better in the draft. And so hopefully going forward, that's the case. In free agency, I think he's done better as well. I think yeah. he moved for Joe Tooney last year. Joe Tooney last year was awesome. Trading in the, in the conference to get Orlando Brown was a really good move too. And then look at this offseason. Like you said, I think Juju was a really good move. I think he fits. And I think uh, for the money they gave him, it's a great deal, a great club-friendly deal. And then I think Justin Reed is an awesome move too, a 25-year-old safety um, whose athletic measurables are off of the charts and you paid him a pretty good deal as well. So I think as fans, we have to buy in to what the team is doing. I mean, otherwise we're just going to drive ourselves crazy. Tyreek Hill is no longer on the chiefs. I keep thinking that like, this is some sick joke. Tyreek Hill's fucking awesome. And he's not on the chiefs anymore, but we have to buy in. And the plan for the team cannot just be, well, we're just going to, kick the tires in the draft and maybe sign Marquez Valdez Scantling and see how that goes. Like the team is a billion dollar team. It can't just be that. So the chiefs, even though we don't know it, certainly have some tricks still left up their sleeve. Blaine, what do you think? No, a hundred percent. And I think when, when I'm looking at it, I'm seeing like Lewis Riddick and what Andy Reid said in his presser, like this gives the chiefs to have a chance like the chargers did this year. The chargers had a ton of cap space and they capitalized. Now, in the next few years, the Chiefs are going to be able to do that. Maybe it's not this year, but looking next year, after we get some good draft picks and see how those pan out next year, and then we really are able to see what team we have after the end of next year. And I don't want to just wash away next year because the Chiefs are going to still be good, but it gives you a chance to continue to build your franchise. And I think they're going to make some smart moves in the draft. They had a hell of one last year. Yeah, they missed on Clyde. Yeah, they missed on a few, but – there's talent in some of these draft classes and we got a lot of picks and there's going to be some free agents opening up as years come along that we're going to be able to build ourselves rather than digging a hole. I think it's just kind of, you know, I guess covering up a hole that you made and, and restarting and going again. So yeah. I don't have a take. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I, I do know that we're at least, 
you know, smelling a little bit better than we would a year from now. So, yeah, I, and I do want to set my own record straight. I actually think that Veach has done unreal with free agents. It's just been his draft. It's been sketchy. I mean, I love the Terrell Suggs signing that I think was a very underrated part of why we won the Super Bowl. I think he brought a toughness and a meanness from his Baltimore days into that locker room. And that defense was nasty in that playoff run. So, um, but guys like that, I keep going. Um, yeah, man, it's weird. And yeah, I'm out on Valdez Scantling. Um, I actually think he's a pretty good receiver, but like, he, he's just not the guy, you know, like he's, he, it just isn't the guy. Um, I really do think I really would love to see a receiver at 29. I think that'd be awesome. When's the last time the Chiefs drafted a wide receiver? McColl? Yeah. Are we, inc- are we including him? Because he stinks. <laughs> He's a feature now, buddy. And we've, we have said many times no, how much we don't believe in him. But we'll He see. is no fe- fe- uh, feature. He yeah. will get surpassed by whoever's drafted. But, I mean, uh, where, where do you want them to go? I think We don't know where they're going to go. But I my it's kind of an out there take. Maybe it's not. But you have – Tooney, Creed, Smith, Brown until, you know, to what, 2025, you have a core offensive line with Patrick Mahomes. My view is I would love to see the Chiefs take some pressure off Pat. Like we're talking wide receiver, wide receiver, give me a wide receiver. Yes, we missed on Clyde. But if the Chiefs had a bell cow back there, Chandler, don't, I, I know you don't agree with me, but it makes our offense so much easier and better why did we lose that afc championship game why were we bad weeks one through eight because we couldn't run the damn ball we couldn't figure it out how to and we need it we need some other way than putting the ball in pat's hands and say hey make a miracle on third and seven or do something different i believe in that fully and i hope they go somewhere to to build our ability to have a better play action or somewhere there but i you know i don't i don't know if you guys agree with that but i I don't know where they're going to go, and that's where I want to see them go in my eyes. I have a real quick question I'm going to hand it to Johnny for him to respond to that. You don't want them to take a running back at 29, do you? No, I, absolutely not. Okay. Not, I'm just saying it maybe next year or if a free agency signing or something that opens your ability to be able to do that. I'm not saying take a Clyde again. Don't make that mistake. But if you can get a Kareem or something at round three like we did or, you know. I, okay, I can agree it's with a need, that, Johnny. But later. Yeah. Yes. I can agree with that, Johnny. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, I saw they brought in Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay for a, a visit. So, I mean, you know, that's not the obviously like the end all answer. It's certainly a bigger back <clears throat> than Clyde. I honestly would be, <laughs> I'd be kind of piffed if they brought Jarek McKinnon back. Look, I get it. He is, he was good for the Chiefs at one point last year, but I think that just shows the shortcomings of the running back room. Like if what's that Gore guy's name, Derek Gore and Jarek McKinnon are changing the athleticism of the running back room. I think that shows like a bigger problem. You know, McKinnon's a guy who didn't play football for three years and is 30 years old. I mean, come on, like, unless it's like a really cheap ass deal, uh, veteran minimum, I don't see how you bring a guy like that back. So, you know, I agree with Blaine, like, the running back room has to be addressed. I firmly believe that if the Chiefs ran the ball um, in that AFC championship game in the second half, instead of forcing the pass and going three and out, what, which what seemed like for an eternity, uh, they would have beaten the Bengals. And, uh, but we won't 
bring that back up. I think that the main thing that the Chiefs got to focus on, obviously, is wide receiver um, and edge rush. I mean, if they don't get that stuff right, there's going to be major issues. You cannot have a edge rush tandem to start the season of Frank Clark and Mike Dana. Like, you just can't. Like, I, Mike Dana is a rotational rusher, and Frank Clark is, the, is a, a defensive end number two. You do not have a clear number one on the edge. And that was a real problem. You know, uh, Chris Jones is a hell of a player. But what separates him from Aaron Donald is some t- teams it, it can take him away. You know, Chris Jones has never had a sack in the playoffs, ever. And so you need more pressure on the edge to free up Chris Jones. So, but, but, but what's concerning is what are your options right now for edge? A rookie in the draft and in the the back end of the first round or team to kick the tires on Jadavian Clowney. Like I don't really even want to do that. So the edge rush honestly might be more of a concern right now than wide receiver. Um, One guy who I would like for the chiefs to maybe take a look at is uh, Missouri Valley FCS badass Christian Watson. Yes. from NDSU. I mm-hmm. think that guy would be an amazing fit, a good combination of size and speed. They say he's a clean route runner for a guy as young as he is. And look, um, I'm going to spend the next month really diving deep into the draft. I haven't really done that just because I've got a five month old. I'm a dad now, but I'm going <laughs> to, you know, put the, I'm going to put the dad duties aside and really dive into the draft over the next month because the chiefs have 12 picks The chief and look, certainly I think the Chiefs will not pick 12 times in this next draft. I think Brett Veach will trade up and get one, trade some of these picks for some players in the league. Um, Like I said, certainly the Chiefs are not going to go into this year um, as the roster currently stands. We'll see. Yeah, um, I was – you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say my selfish pick would be the NDSU receiver. But honestly, I don't think it's a selfish pick. I mean, I think he's a perfect fit. I mean, from what I've read, that he's actually been getting some Chiefs buzz. So I don't know. That could be a serious possibility. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. It's going to make for a very interesting draft. Probably one of the most anticipated drafts I've ever had. I mean, I'm more of a – I watched the first round, then I'm out. Um, I know, Johnny, you and our buddy Lucas have a different uh, approach. Pretty sure you guys watch every single round, don't you? I mean, I watch the draft. I watch uh... – I watch like the the third day, like rounds four through seven, only when the Chiefs pick. I usually familiarize myself with the top like seventy five players, so I know the first couple of rounds. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm not like Lucas to where like you know I get my rocks off of telling people like what this sixth round picks college is. Yeah. Um, I got bigger fish to fry than that, but I do I do like to familiarize myself with some of these players because um, it, it is exciting when when the Chiefs come up to pick and they have a chance to get guys that are actually going to contribute guys. One more thing too. Like we talk a lot of shit. We already have this, this podcast about how McColl stinks. Look, it, if there's ever a time to prove this fan base wrong about you, you, you have it right here because you ball out this year. You're looking at finding, even if it's on the chiefs, you can make a living for yourself on a second contract in this league. Like as it stands, like McColl is just like a DeAnthony Thomas gadget type player who for the rest of his career will sign like one year deals and, 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 and you know, lily pad around the league. Uh, if McColl wants to step up and really prove all these haters wrong that he's always shit talking 
on, on social media, this is the year to do it. Yeah, that is a really good point. Um, I just, whew, that's a lot to, uh, that's a lot to swallow there. Um, I want to let's. I'm going to play a little hypothetical here. I want. I want both of you guys to take. Blaine, we'll start with you first. Um, any chance that the Chiefs bring Tyron back now? I hope a lot not. of cap space. Yeah, but... I I hope not. Honestly, I just don't. You're, he's a, he's a massive price for what we've seen over the last two years, and he's pissed both of us off on multiple yeah. podcasts. To where if we bring him back, you you basically waste what you just created in cap space, and I think it'd be a mistake. And that's Johnny. All I have to say. Yeah, um, I was definitely more of a Tyron fan, but look, the guy. I think the writing was on the wall early. Uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are. Gonna let a guy play out the final year of his contract, unless like if they do, they're not gonna bring him back. Like it's their most expensive year, and yeah. if they like the guy, they're gonna extend Tyron for the money million dollars last year. Tyron didn't make any big plays for the last two three months of the season. And look, no. I know he got a concussion early on in that playoff game, but he came back and and, and didn't really do much. So like. For the money that he got, for the shit that he talks, for the dog mentality that he likes to lie about, the dude didn't do shit for the team for like two, three months. I don't think they should bring him back. Yeah, no. Uh, I definitely don't think they should bring him back. I was on the verge of pushing him into he stinks territory, but he doesn't stink. He's just not very good. Um, he's not worth the time. I would rather them go after a safety in the draft, quite honestly. Uh, hell, let's get Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Another LSU guy just filled the shoes. Um, but uh, that's a different story for a different day. Um, anybody anybody have any final remarks? Actually, you know what? I do have a final remark before you guys go. How good uh, today, yeah. as we sit here today and talk, how good – is this Chiefs team That's with exactly. with Juju with Justin Reed? If we were to play the seventeen game started season started tomorrow, how many? How what's our record? That's exactly what I was just going to ask you. Is take a look at the AFC West and swallow it. Like, yeah, I don't know how good the Raiders and the Broncos are going to be this year. They look pretty damn good. Chargers look pretty damn good. Where do the Chiefs line up in even the AFC West? Yeah. I can't I can't answer your question, Johnny. What do you what do you think? That's tough, man. Like the Chiefs have absolutely dominated the AFC West and the Andy Reid era. Mahomes has never lost on the road in the AFC West. I mean, God, how could I how could I say that that's gonna keep up? I mean, look at some of these names, look at these rosters in this division. I mean, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback, obviously, in the division. And, man, he would not be the worst quarterback in any other division in the entire league, you know, AFC and NFC. Russell Wilson, I think Seattle told you something there. Like, look, teams do not trade franchise amazing players, like, unless they have some sort of issue, right? The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill because they couldn't come together contractually. The Chiefs probably believe Tyree Kill, a 28-year-old receiver, is not getting faster, Right. You know, maybe not, not right now it's getting slower, but like there's something about Tyree Kill that the Chiefs deemed uh, wasn't worth whatever contract that he got. I think the, the, the Seahawks told us something similarly 
with Russell Wilson. Now he's still a really good player, but he might not be like a top five quarterback in the league. Somebody who I think is a top five quarterback in the league is going to be this Herbert kid. The Chargers are really good. I mean, they bring in guys like they brought in J.C. Jackson. Um, they brought in Khalil Mack now to pair with with uh, Joey Bosa. Now, maybe Khalil Mack's not the player that we saw on the Raiders or early on with the Bears, but certainly on the other side of Joey Bosa, uh, that's going to free up Bosa even more. We saw how successful Joey Bosa was with Melvin Ingram on the other side of that defensive line. Certainly Khalil Mack can duplicate some of that. And then the Raiders, the Raiders are just a wild card, man. I mean, some Devontae Adams, Darren Waller's really good. Uh, Chandler Jones paired with uh, Max Crosby on that defensive line. Now, thank God the Chiefs invested last year in their offensive line because there are a lot of good pass rushers that they're going to have to deal with. I, 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 Chandler, I really couldn't give you a record, but I think I can, I can say that the, the Chiefs are going to have some battles in this AFC West. Good God. Yeah, I can't believe today um... – Looking after the, I was looking at some odds uh, for like what they, uh, what the, to win the division and win the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are favored to win the division plus 130. I mean, it's like they, they rarely get the, you know, the numbers wrong. But um, I mean, I think that kind of tells you how much people believe in Patrick and, and all, all three of us included. Um, you know, where does this leave – where does this leave Patrick in his offense? I mean, I know we don't know who we're going to be bringing in via the draft or maybe any other free agency offers, but what is Patrick Mahomes sitting in his house tonight thinking like – is he thinking like, dude, we better get it right in the draft or are we – oh, we're totally okay or, bro, fuck, we're fucked? I think he's fine. I, I truly think he's fine. I, I think he understands – you still have the best tight end in football. I mean, but Tyreek did a lot I, for Patrick. Oh God. He, he is, he made the offense go. And third and down, you need a catch. He's going to get it every time. And we don't have that anymore. But I, I mean, Nicole. but I mean, come on. We'll see what Juju does. I, I believe in Travis Kelsey. I believe in our line. I believe in Patrick. We're going to be, we're a fringe AFC West championship team. We're a playoff team still. Let's not get crazy. I think there's still that possibility. But I think the offense is going to be fine. I, I really worry about no charve, no D-line, no more than more than I do our wide receiver room and some of the things in, in our offense. So I think Pat's looking back. He's disappointed, but it's going to be fine. But it, that's taken a <laughs> – that was not my reaction six hours ago. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. Like uh, my, the point you made at the end there was good. I think my faith in the offense, figuring it out vastly outweighs my faith in whatever the hell this defense is going to be going into next season. Like I, I legit have some concerns. I like some of the pieces on defense, but as a unit overall, I'm a little worried about what this defense is going to put on the field um, offensively as look, Patrick makes the thing go. Patrick just got married and Travis Kelsey was one of his groomsmen. Tyreek, well, I don't even think was at the wedding. So like, I, I think uh, Tyreek obviously gets along with these guys, but I think the contractually Tyreek and his team, you know, he's represented by the Rosenhaus guys. They're like the Scott Boris group of, 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 of football. They, they're always out to get their guys the most money and, and that's fine. That's the business they run, but that's usually not in the best interest of the franchise. And I think Tyreek's been trying to get his money for a couple of years now. 
and uh, it, it just didn't happen in Kansas City. So Patrick's going to be fine. We're going to move on. And look, there any any young guy coming out of the draft is going to be chomping at the bit to be selected by the Chiefs, uh, rightfully so, to get in that room with Andy Reid and, and and to be in the building with Patrick Mahomes. And we're just going to have to put our faith in the Chiefs having a plan and executing that plan to the best of their ability because, guys, uh, Tyreek Hill is no longer on the Chiefs. That's reality. Like, we just have – that's it. And now – now we go. That's it. Okay, we get one day to be pissed off about it, and we just got to go. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Do any of you guys have a Tyreek jersey? That would suck right now. I don't have one either. No, no. Dude, that would blow to have a Tyreek Hill jersey right now. I would feel – I would like – I don't know what I would do with it. I really don't. Like, what do you do with it? I, that's a jersey you can never wear again. Like you know, you can wear like uh, like uh, like a Tony Gonzalez Chiefs jersey, like a guy who left. I don't think you can wear a Tyreek Hill at least for like ten years. I got a Marcus Peters one because I I just loved it back in. That's a kind of the yeah. it's not even close to the same because Tyreek's a franchise guy, but right. I have not touched it since at all. Boy, Marcus Peters went out on some clownery, didn't he? <laughs> That Jets game sticks out in my mind like a sore thumb. <laughs> that's just that's Chuck the flag. The Chiefs and the Chiefs' Antonio Brown moment was was that dude. Same stadium. Jets Meadowlands. Literally. They both did that there. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I think we pretty much covered our bases here, boys. So let's sum it up. Tyree Kill, no longer a Chiefs uh football player like Johnny mentioned. Sad day for the kingdom, but life goes on, and we will play football in a little over six months. So Chiefs better get on it, figure out that defense, and uh, and we'll go for it again. Um, and I never really answered this before we get off here, but the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. <laughs> We're the best team in it. The other – dude, the, okay, real quick. The Chargers are always this good this far out of the season. The Broncos I'm very nervous about, and the Raiders stink. The Raiders stink. Like, they have Devontae Adams. That's it. Who else do they have? Name another receiver. Darren Waller. I mean, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Eh, okay. He's kind of nice, honestly. <laughs> we got we to beat Denver. And we've done it 13 times in a row. I'm not losing confidence. I love the Chiefs. This was fun, boys. This gave me a little good football itch. I'm ready for the draft now. Maybe we'll have to do a draft preview with us three uh, maybe a little bit down the road in a couple weeks. Draft's right around the corner, so we'll get that taken care of. Um, Everybody, this is the Emergency Figure It Out podcast. Chiefs, trade away Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. We'll see where we go from here. Thanks for listening. See you, boys. Peace.